Lewis. What's up, what's up? It's your boy AT and your boy AE coming to you live and direct with another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life where we break down the bars, relate to the rhymes so we can shed light on our lives. Just listen. Welcome to another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life. Alan, how you doing, my brother? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Talib Kweli, most deaf, or Yasin Bey as he likes to be known now, Mr. Man, Fortified Life is the tune. And it's my pick this week. Alan, what did you think before I ramble on for about a couple of minutes? So I was like completely confused when you sent me this track because the artist is listed under a completely different name um, elsewhere. Like on Genius, the artist is listed as Reflection Eternal. And so I was like, what is this song? Like, well, I don't know, what, what, who is this artist I've been sent to? And I look into it and I was like, wait, Talib Kweli, most deaf. Okay, I, I'm, I'm paying attention. You've got, me, you've got my, my attention now. And then I looked at the, uh, the credits and the production is by High Tech, who I found out did a lot of production on Black Stars. I was like, so this is basically a Black Star track. Is that is that what I'm hearing here? I don't know who Mr. Man is, but I was like, well, I'm treating this like a Black Star track, and and that's it. I'm I'm sold on that. Happy to get into it. So yeah, I, I enjoyed the track, but it was complete confusion to begin with. What's really random, just to reiterate some of what you just said there, is on Spotify it comes up as Talib Kweli, but it comes up as Lost Tapes and Lost thought and internal reflection and all this sort of other stuff so i think it's b-side tracks or throwaway tracks or tracks that just didn't make the cut for whatever reason and yeah it's pretty much fire so reason why i picked this track for this week is i think my last few picks have been quite personal and they've been tied really down to like my life experiences at the time and i just wanted to pick something that was just all about the bars that's all i wanted to do i just wanted to remove myself away from being dominated by my own like train of thought or what I'm feeling and stuff so taking this into account when I think about who can give you bar after bar after bar after bar yeah you ain't getting wrong when you say the name Talib Kweli yeah so two stories number one Talib Kweli really reminds me about me you and my little brother simply because there was the first double entendre that I kind of clocked. I can't remember how old I was, but I remember listening to Get By for the first time. And there's a line that we go, that says, we go through <laughs> episodes two, like Attack of the Clone. We sell crack to our own out the back of our homes. We smell the musk of the dusk and the crack of the dawn. We go through episodes two, like Attack of the Clones. Knew you were going there. <laughs> and a film that both me, you and my little brother went out of our way to go watch. And one of the things that always stuck out, and I thought it was so sick, we were so gassed about Mace Windu. We were so excited about Mace Windu 
having a purple lightsaber because we'd never seen a purple lightsaber before. I don't know if you remember that, but it was like a childhood experience for us. So, yeah, of course. Yeah, man. so that that was one thing that, like, from a bars, rhymes, and life perspective, I just thought was sick because it's just a connection between me and you and my little brother. And then another funny story is my original tune for this week, my original pick for this week, sorry, was going to be a more recent tune released by this dope producer called Gotham and Talib's on it and he raps and it, and the tune's called On Mamas. However, when I went through Genius for the lyrics, Whoever attempted to get these lyrics out absolutely flapped, bro. He he basically got the little <laughs> intro transcribed. Then he started on the first verse and he got the first eight lines in. And then he wrote, and I quote, man, this is too hard. I'm going to work on Gotham's other crap. <laughs> he, he just he, We didn't have lyrics to go by. And I just, unfortunately, I don't think me and Adam either have the time to go and do Rap Genius's job for them and and literally break down all of Talib's <laughs> lyrics and write them all out and stuff. So, you know, shout out to the guy who wrote that because I just think it's the funniest thing ever. He just gave up. Talib was just, he's, he's, <laughs> did he his did best. his best, but after eight lines of Talib, he's like, I'm done. This is too hard. I can't keep up with it. It's too difficult. <laughs> so I just started flicking through my playlists and um, I've got a playlist of potential tunes. And this comes up, and like uh, I did mention this before, this comes up as train of thought, lost lyrics, rare releases, and beautiful B-sides, volume one, from Talib Kweli. And bro, I really, really love this tune, man. I thought it was a really sick tune, and I thought it had just like a really good energy to it. And I can't wait to get started. So who's, who's up first? You're up. The highest caliber, make it a night to remember like Shalimar. The highest caliber, make it a night to remember like Shalimar. Are you ready, Alan, for an Abbey Mode rabbit hole? Because <laughs> I just went in. First question, did you know who Shalimar was? No. Jeez, I'm so glad you didn't. So, Shalimar <laughs> is an American R&B and soul music vocal group active since the late 1970s and throughout the 1980s. As noted in the British hit singles and albums, they were regarded as the fashion icons and trendsetters and helped introduce body popping to the United Kingdom. And the reason why I think that's kind of sick is that me and my, our mutual best friend SC, you know when we're on the dance floor, we've got this this body popping little routine that we always used to have from 16 all the way to at least 25 that we always pull out which is like semi-Usher, semi-Omarian type thing. But you know what? We actually have to owe some of this to Shalimar because they're the lot, they're the guys that introduced this to uh, the UK. And do you have any idea of any of the songs that they performed, Alan? I didn't until two seconds ago when I Googled it while you were talking. And I can't believe they wrote this song. I know this song. Everyone knows this song. Night Absolute to banger, bro, right? Like... <laughs> Um, so the first tune that I wanted to highlight, because I was trying to bring it up to a crescendo, but you've gone and ruined that now, you inquisitive prick, <laughs> was I Can Make You Feel Good. I can make you feel good.
Oh, what course. a Classic. tune, yeah. And then another banger, obviously, that you've now highlighted is A Night to Remember. So the highest caliber, make it a night to remember like Shalimar. That is bars, bro. Absolute bars. And there's just something about Talib and most, and obviously Mr. Man, like there's something so nice about this process with you that I know those songs. I've heard those songs. They're sick tracks. They're unbelievable. And I've gained a lot more knowledge and a lot more appreciation for the people behind those tunes just because of these guys and their bars. I just think that's such a bars, rhymes and life thing to, 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 to do in an act. The reason why I said I went down a rabbit hole is because there's some madness behind this group, Alan. First, Michael Jackson was a fan of them. And one of the guys in their group, Daniel, Daniel Jeffries, I think his name is. Him and Jackson co-choreographed Jackson's Bad and Smooth Criminal videos from the album Bad. And in my opinion two of the best choreographed videos of all time that's that's like that is legit that's what we're owing to Shalimar another thing was that Shalimar had this song called don't get stopped in Beverly Hills for the Beverly Hills cop soundtrack which won the 1985 Grammy award for the best album of original score written for a motion picture or television special the award was given to all 14 of the soundtrack songwriters which I've never heard before. Like, that's mad in itself, right? But then, because of the rabbit hole, it took me to Beverly Hills Cop, which is just too sick. <laughs> Please tell me you've seen it, Alan. Of course. Thank God for that. Eddie is just too sick in that uh, film. It's just amazing. Which then took me to a really vivid memory of a song from Beverly Hills Cop 2, which is another sick film. And the tune is by Bob Sager called Shakedown. And I don't care what anyone says, it's a fucking banger. Absolute banger. This is just the first line, bro. And look where Talib's, look what Talib's taken me. I've literally gained so much knowledge, gone through my memory bank and actually just really enjoyed it. So it was a wicked rabbit hole to go down, man. Absolute fire. Yeah, I love that as well. Like Shalimar, I would never have known who the group was. As soon as I hear the track, instant and it's it's funny how they can make two unmistakable hits and i still don't know who their name is so yeah like you said it's good that they drop these little bars in here for us to then look up and remember who these people are that made these songs it's awesome you're up again i got insight it's a clear case of reading your aura man what you got for us as my black men stand in line like a chorus making these mcs our sons like horus 
I got insight, it's a clear case of reading your aura. Man, what you got for us as my black men stand in line like a chorus, making these MCs our sons like chorus. Semi snap on that. First off, what an incredible set of ours, like just different. You know, we're, we're putting words here that I've never heard before. And I just wanted to highlight the fact that I'd never heard of the word Horus, which means a god regarded as the protector of the monarchy and typically represented as a falcon-headed man. He assumed various aspects. In the myth of Isis and Osiris, he was the post-Homus son of the latter, whose murder he avenged. Bars. <laughs> that's it that's what i'd say <laughs> oh, that's it? Well, yeah it's funny that you picked up on that because that's kind of why i highlighted it as well like i just highlighted that line making these mcs sounds like horace because it's just such a brilliant little simile like talib always comes up with these great little lines and references like you said horace is a, a god in egyptian mythology i knew of the name i've heard of the eye of horace but I didn't know any more than that. So again, it made me go on a little bit of research and let me find out a bit more about what that's about. And as you said, he's considered like a god of like the sky and his eyes have been described as the sun and the moon. And so then when you say making them our sons like Horus, it's like, yeah, your child, your son and the sun as well. It's just great wordplay. It's, it's, it's real fun one-liner. And I just always like it when a bar makes me do a bit of research to learn about something. It's just great fun. Facts, bro. Who's next? You're up. I'm sipping wishing well water imported from Pluto. That's why my eyes is glassy, so you ain't gotta ask me. I'm sipping wishing well water imported from Pluto. That's why my eyes is glassy, so you ain't got to ask me. So it's most deaf, Alan. And anything I suggest, I don't think is ever a stretch. But I do think I'm stretching here, yeah. But it's most, right? <laughs> sipping wishing well water imported from Pluto. So I had to check first if water exists on Pluto and how dare I doubt most, yeah? Like how dare I even doubt him? Because of course there's water on Pluto. There is water ice on Pluto. However, the water is as hard as rock, constituting a change on which nitrogen and also methane dance back and forth between ice and gas. That's why his eyes are glassy because he's sipping the well water from Pluto Methane causes asphyxiation by displacing oxygen and inhaling nitrogen can make you high, hence why his eyes are glassy. Bars. Damn. Fucking (laughs) hell. He ain't messing about. I don't even think I'm stretching. That's what I'm really, I don't even think I'm stretching. It's just like, you you can't put it past him. That's how different he is. It's true. You never know with most. I'm up next. Many inhabitants of this world be striving and struggling, trying to eat food and keep the rights to their publishing. Many inhabitants of this world be striving and struggling, trying to eat food and keep the rights to their publishing. This reminds me of the line from The Use in the Night, when he talks about the captors own the masters to what we're writing. We only license, not lie. We just exciting because the captors own the masters to what we write. It's obviously an issue that most cares about a lot. It's no surprise when, like, keeping the rights to your publishing, it's like, it's like keeping the fruits of your labor, right? It's like the result of your work actually goes to you, which is especially important if you're an upcoming artist. Like, if you're struggling, if you're not already established, it, again, it makes me think of that dead prez line. You could be next in line and signed, still be writing rhymes 
and broke. Y'all don't hear me though. These record labels slang I taste like dope. You could be next in line and sign and still be writing rhymes and broke. Like you could be in that position where you are signed to a label, but you're still struggling. And it is fundamentally a Marxist argument when you think about the product of the thing, the profit is going to someone else, not the person who's made it. But not only that, keeping the rights means you also get to keep control of the music and what is done with it. And the reason that kind of came to front of my mind is because this this week, Neil Young, as you know, demanded that all of his songs be removed from Spotify. It's a protest against podcasts on Spotify that he thinks are spreading misinformation on COVID. And like, I salute him for that. Obviously, you know, our podcast is on Spotify, but nonetheless, I think Neil Young has often been like on the right side of history. And I'll certainly miss his music on there. He's like a brilliant, brilliant musician. But I think what's also interesting about that story is that it's not even up to him if the music gets removed. It's not his choice. It's his record labels because he doesn't own the rights to his publishing. The only reason it happened is because his record label agreed to honor his request. Now, they didn't have to do that because it's more their music than it is his at this point. They could have just said no. And I can commend them for standing by their artist. I don't imagine many other labels would do that. But I think it's a good example of what most Steph is talking about. You keep the rights to your publishing. It's not an easy thing to do. I, don't, I think very few artists get the opportunity to, to do that. But if you can, it might just be like the most valuable thing you can have. Absolute facts, man. Absolute facts. Who's next, bro? You're up. Can't get no peace because the beast keep troubling. Can't get no peace because the beast keep troubling. Is this the same beast that Talib was talking about in Respiration? The beast crept through concrete jungles, communicating with one another and ghetto birds. Where waterfalls from the hydrants to the gutters, the beast walk the beats, but the beats we be making. We stooped to new lows, hell froze the night the city slept. The beast crept through concrete jungles, communicating with one another and ghetto birds where waters fall from the hydrants to the gutters. The beast walked the beats, but the beats we be making. I just made a connection and was wondering if it's the same beast that they call New York City. Mm. I thought the beast was just like, I don't say like necessarily just the police, but the system could well be i just tied it in it just felt like yeah they're talking about the same it's, it's definitely it's definitely referring to the same thing whatever that thing is that won't be a coincidence from talib that was it bro who's next you're up again no this style will never lack melanin's my evidence so just taking the end of another episode uh that we broke down the black star song called thieves in the night most and talib were explaining to anyone of color to not hide their face and take pride in who they are and everything that their color represents so i just find this line so swag for me his style lyrically physically spatially and metaphysically will never lack and his melanin the, the substance that, that creates his color and his identity is his evidence i just think it's too sick bro just think it's so sick yeah that's one of those lines where it says a lot without saying very much absolutely which is funny because i'm up next and the bar i chose very similar in order to be effective with your words you must be selective because showing and proving is the prime directive be effective with your words you must be selective because showing and proving is the prime directive snap bro 
It's, it's, it's the truth, isn't it? It's the bars right there. Economy of words. It's what we talk about all the time. And being able to say something meaningful or poetic or moving with just a few words, for me, is the most important skill in writing, I think. I, I, can, I can appreciate a long descriptive paragraph. You know, it can set the scene and paint a detailed picture. But I always prefer a more sparse style of writing. And and it's not the same as being basic. Like, like being sparse isn't the same as basic. Like, for example, you could say, I'm in New York City. The moon is high. Who runs the game? You or I. It's basic. It it, it, it tells you something. You got a rhythm, Alan. Go I ain't going to you... lie. You got bars, bro. <laughs> it's terrible bars. There's, not, there's nothing to it. Because... It's simple. It's sparse, but it's simple and it's not saying much. But instead of that, you could say, the new moon rode high in the crown of the metropolis, shining like who on top of this. The new moon rode high in the crown of the metropolis, shining like who on top of this. Now that's a bar and it's, it's still short, it's still sparse, it's still punchy, but it's so much richer, more complex. It's saying the same thing, but in such more poetic way and i think that's what you're what you're aiming for seeing more with less so to be effective you have to be selective and i just think that's great advice for any aspiring writer is just be selective with your words definitely um very similar take to you um i ripped this straight off rap genius because i didn't think it could be said any better but i feel like you've actually said it better so props to you bro Mr. Man stresses the importance of keeping your rhymes tight by juxtaposing the show and prove ethos of hip hop purists with the guiding principle of the Star Trek universe, the prime directive. And I think it's so true. We say it all the time. I think what separates the good from the elite is the term we've coined economy of words. How much can be said in the tight sight of rhymes? The elite are able to manufacture this effortlessly. And I don't think I'm wrong in saying that Talib and Mose are some of the best at doing this. The only reason I'm not mentioning Mr. Man, whose bars these are, is because apart from this and one other song, I can't see that he's made any other tunes. So I can't, I can't really go, oh, Mr. Man's do it time after time after time. And I don't know, I felt really connected to Mr. Man because I just think, where is he? Who is he? I don't know anything about him. I've never heard of the dude, yeah. but I thought he did well on this track. Absolutely. And one of the reasons why he's going to feature heavily in my next set of lines for not much more than just wanting to give this guy his props. Fair enough. You're up next. Every time I take a turn, MCs take a loss. My point across, I got to get to where I want to be as the wickedest public speaker since 73 or 74, which was the year I first touched ground, as the physical manifestation of sight and sound. So gather round to hear the profound brown vomiter, absorb the sonic energy manifesting through your monitor. The living proof I make the truth sound clear. Mr. Man in Nine Ether represent right here. Check it out. Every time I take a turn, MCs take a loss, my point across. I gotta get to where I wanna be, as the wickedest public speaker since 73 or 74, which was the year I first touched ground, as the physical manifestation of sight and sound. So gather round to hear the profound brown vomiter. Absorb the sonic energy manifesting through your monitor. Delivering proof, I make the truth sound clear. Mr. Man and Nine Ether represent right here. Check it out. I just wanna say these bars are sick, bro. And I just wanted to give Mr. Man his dues. Because I know that Mose and Talib will come up in future 
pods and I can go around. But I just, like I said, I connected to this dude in a way that, where is he? Who is he? What's he about? And these are bars, man. These are actual bars. So that's all I really wanted to say. And there might be a little bit more of this going going ahead, Alan. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, anyone who can stand on a track with Mo and Talib and still spit good verses, you have to respect it. Who's next? I'm up. This once in a lifetime, like Haley's Comet. In a lifetime, like a Haley's Comet. I'm I'm fascinated by Haley's comment. I think it's such an interesting like story and, and like metaphor as well. There's an episode of the Anthropocene Reviewed podcast about Haley's comment and it's really interesting. But it comes around roughly every 75 years. Uh, so unless you're very lucky, it is mostly a once in a lifetime event if you get to see it. It was last here in February 1986. I didn't quite get here in time, being born in September of that year. But it won't be back again until the year 2061, when me and you, Abby, will be in our 70s. Fucking hell. It's strange to think of things on that timescale. Like, just so much happens between each of its visits. It was first observed, or the first recorded observation, was in the year 240 BC. Like, the Babylonians saw it. The ancient Chinese saw it, and there's, there were recorded comet sightings throughout history, but it wasn't until the 17th century that Edmund Haley theorized that all of these different sightings were actually the same comet coming back every 75 years. And, he, and then based on that theory, he predicted the next appearance when it would be if he was right. And he was right. It came back in 1758. But unfortunately for him, he died over a decade before that. So he never found out whether his theory was right or not. It was a once in a lifetime thing for him. But, you know, instead he got to have it named after him at least, which is something. But yeah, I just thought it's really interesting to think of things at that time frame. And I figured we should put a timestamp on it now, Abby, that in 2061, we'll see Haley's Comet and then we'll think back about this episode. Jeez. Hey, man, that's time capsule-esque. Got to. Uh, that would be <laughs> And I amazing. hope the fans are all about then to see it too. That's if we haven't gone on a rampage and said, I right, Spotify, take all our podcasts off your f- platform. We don't want you no more or anything <laughs> like that. And we ain't got no way of accessing it. <laughs> all, all, in 2061, all music will be owned by Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> ah, sick. That was amazing. Amazing take there. That was really cool, man. Who's next? You're up. Speak the fortified live exhibit level degree. So on the Black Star album, there's actually a song called Redefinition. And on that song, Talib says, Redefinition, turning your play into tragedy, exhibit level degree on the mic passionately. And now you got Mose and Mr. Man saying it at the same time. So I just wanted to say that this line made me listen to redefinition and when i listened to redefinition i saw that line get replayed again and i was like wow and redefinition is worth a listen alan because it has bars so just wanted to highlight that that's all yeah uh, i couldn't agree more redefinition is an absolutely brilliant track and it, it might find its way to the pod one day <laughs> you're up again you're tripping like mescaline and killing the feeling like penicillin. 
switching to Lionel Rich and dancing on the ceiling. Y'all tripping like mescaline and killing the feeling like penicillin. Switching the line of rich and dancing on the ceiling. It's the pharmacist in you, isn't it? <laughs> Another thing that I learned, the meaning of mescaline, because I didn't know what it meant. And it's a hallucinogenic and intoxicating compound present in the peyote cactus. So that's... Oh, like mushrooms. That's kind of cool, isn't it? That's kind of mad, yeah. And... Then this is really random. This is so random. But I don't know if you were part of this, but were you a part of the whole Lionel Richie thing that we was doing at school? Where we used to prank people? I don't believe so. <laughs> so I don't know why, but there was a phase somewhere between year 10 and sixth form and it stayed with us for quite a while, right? But someone had seen Lionel Richie and a video, hello, on YouTube. Listen up, everybody. Tony Billy Boy has been in prison for 25 years. He's only been out for three days. The last time you were a free man, the Brooklyn Dodgers were still the Brooklyn Dodgers, and Eisenhower was your president. Laura, Amanda's intrigued with Billy Boy. Billy Boy, ask Amanda for a date. Right? And we used to piss ourselves. I don't know why we used to find the video so funny because there's a particular scene where Lionel Richie just, he's sort of hiding from a, a lady that's blind, <laughs> and she, but she can't see him. And then, and then he randomly just sticks his head out and just goes, hello. And it used to be that we just used to die over it. I don't know why. But then we took it a whole nother level further because we used to ring loads of girls. We used to prank them. Yeah. And we used to just stay quiet for ages, like literally for a whole minute. And then we used to play Lionel Richie the moment where he used to just go, hello. And it was like, is it me you're looking for? And then like the girl would just put the phone down, right? And we would just do it time and time and time again. And it's so random. It's such a random... It's so stupid. But yeah, it just took me there. And I had to mention it, man. Like Lionel Richie's absolute G. Got absolute bangers. And I, but I still contextually, there's a lot wrong with that video. Because it just doesn't make sense. But absolute banger. Absolute brilliant video anyway. I've got no problems with it. It's such a good video. And it caused us a lot of joy and a lot of laughter back in the day. Proper random, I know. But yeah, that's just needed to share it, bro. You know what? I've seen that video a bunch of times. And I must not have been paying attention because I didn't realise that the woman was blind or was meant to be blind. And it, it changes everything. It, <laughs> like, it also makes the song like slightly insensitive. <laughs> like, you, can't, you can't just say to a blind person, is it me you're looking for? Oh dear. <laughs> oh man, let's move on before I start. Okay. <laughs> You're up again. You done come out the earth what your life worth 
when you get left with what you had on the day of your birth. You done came out of the earth. What's your life worth when you get left with what you had on the day of your birth? Just wanted a real quick one. Alan, don't this remind you of the line in that MF Doom says as King Ghidorah on phases? Born alone, die alone, no matter who your man is. Born alone, die alone, no matter who your man is. And I just think that this might be a theme with dope MCs. And I can't blame them because the elite MCs are probably surrounded by so many inferior people and music and, and lyrically they'll they'll be surrounded by rappers but when you're as good as these guys and you listen to like I don't know average shit it must pain them it must pain them and they must feel so alone at times they must feel so alone because I think that they're just so elite with what they do so uh, I just wanted to highlight I just highlight that connection because there's a bars rhymes and life connection for me it's funny I highlighted this bar and then I took it out at the end because I ran out of time writing my notes this evening but I highlighted it because it reminded me of a lyric and that's from the Nas track when he says, what was it worth? Can't take it with you under this earth. Rich men tried and died, but none of it worked. What's it all worth? Can't take it with you under this earth. Rich men died and tried, but none of it worked. Jeez. So funny. We yeah. picked it for similar reasons. Yeah. Same wavelength, but different um, points of reference. Sick, man. Amazing. You're up again. Ha, yo, it's the super scientifical, high-powered, prolifical, lyrically a miracle, mentally unphysical, massively uncritical, verbally invincible. These kids want to battle, but the material's pitiful. Only the original, wicked individual. It's the super scientifical, high-powered, prolifical, lyrically a miracle, mentally unphysical, massively uncritical, verbally invincible. These kids want to battle, but the material's pitiful. The only original, wicked individual. Just paying my dues to Mr. Man, bro. I just think this guy has, because I'm obviously spitting his bars out, but we're going to cut him into the, the, the pod so people get to listen to this guy. He's got, I think they're just flowy bars and I just think he deserves his flowers. So that's why I'm making the effort for doing it. I think there's something really special, a little bit like what you taught me with Lupe and Manila's and how he's turned those, those Manila's, those objects and those symbols into something positive and powerful for himself. I think there's something really special when you might not know someone. I've got no reason to know this guy. I have nothing about him probably never will know anything more than what i've just researched anyway but want to pay this guy's dues and give him an opportunity to just shine in some aspect and he's shining in front of us and the listeners right now uh, dues i wondered if he was the origin of the lyrical miracle meme it's like a, a internet joke about rhyming lyrical and miracle all the time but this tune is from like early 90s right yeah mad he, he might have started that trend <laughs> jeez who's next you're up. It sounds so out of sight. I got blind people looking. It's Mr. Man that act. Boy, what? You get stolen. I'll cut your ass in half and leave you with a semicolon. It sounds so out of sight. I got the blind people looking. It's Mr. Man that act. Boy, what? You get stolen. I cut your ass in half and leave you with a semicolon. <laughs> that last line's clever, right? That's a really clever yeah, line. It's funny. Um, it's visually specific, sonically abstract, however, grammatically incorrect. Because the reason Ooh. you use a semicolon is to join two independent clauses without using a conjunction like and. 
and because he's used the word and, he's grammatically incorrect. It's just a tiny flaw. And I'm not hating, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So you're saying he should have written it with a semicolon. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what he should have done. And that would have been... So you only would have caught it if you were reading it. (laughs) Bars. Bars. Our English teacher would be so proud. (laughs) Who's next? You're up again. But kings and queens get overthrown when they grab the microphone, shooting videos in homes that they'll know that they know they'll never own. Kings and queens get overthrown when they grab the microphone, shooting videos in homes that they know they'll never own. Don't know if you remember, but this reminds me of a tune, and I'm pretty sure it's by the game and Kanye. Wouldn't get far. I don't know that one. Ah, oh, I'll I'll cut it in. She was eye candy in a double excel. Hopped off the page and on a skateboard for real. I knew she Cause five hundred dollars can't get you that. How you get that? And all you new video chicks trying to be Melissa Ford, but they don't know Melissa Ford. Drive behind the court. She a video fixer. But behind closed doors, she do whatever it takes to get to the Grammy Awards. <laughs> Loving the rap stars, you know. And basically it's just kind of tune about all the so-called hip-hop, quote-unquote, quote hip-hop video girls that were on all these videos, basically going from place to place to place to place, from rapper to rapper to rapper to rapper. But you couldn't get far, or you wouldn't get far by doing that because you're shooting videos in homes that you, you'll never own. You were just, you were almost leeching off it but not actually trying to be anything yourself off it so i i don't know if it'll make the connection or not. i don't know if that will make the cut alan but i'll try and cut in if it makes sense it reminds me of the track what they do by the roots which is all about kind of fronting and and, and faking and the video to that track is brilliant it's shot like a very step stereotypical hip-hop video except it's captioned to show you what's real so it'll be like a caption rented car caption rented mansion and just all of the things to make it seem like just to pull the curtains down and show you like this is what it's really like that's what it reminded me of it's like a home that they don't own it's just all rented (laughs) you're up practices is fraudulent fallacies record to tape step in my zone your your spot will get blown like watergate practices is fraudulent fallacies record to tape step in my zone your spot will get blown like watergate did you know about the Watergate scandal? I did. <laughs> I mean, what the absolute <laughs> fuck? I just read about it literally yesterday. I don't know if I'm right in saying this. Nixon makes Trump look like a bad person compared to an awful person. <laughs> so I thought Trump's awful. Yeah, like Nixon is like one of the original crooks. <laughs> Fucking hell. If anyone gets a chance... If you don't know about it, go know about it. That is one of the most fucked up things I've read about ever. We're talking about kidnapping here. We're talking about all sorts of things here. Yep. And then, did he get impeached? No. Fucking hell. Blew my mind. <laughs> Blew my mind. He just got part. He got pardoned straight away. Shit, man. Crazy. I, I don't. I can't even go into it. I just like. Let's move on, man. Let's move on. <laughs> You're up again. I make MCs wonder like bread, but then bread gets toast. 
It's like that, Mr. Man, most deaf and quietly. I make him seats wonder like bread, but then bread gets toast. It's like that, Mr. Man, most deaf and quietly represent for every single real MC. So I didn't know if you would have got this, or I wouldn't have expected you to get this. Mad double entendre, really clever double entendre. Wonder Bread is a brand of bread which originated in the United States in 1921 and was one of the first to be sold pre-sliced nationwide in 1930. It's the first bread that ever got sold pre-cut in um, America. And so prior to it being pre-sliced, it, it, you know, I make MCs wonder like bread. It's like Wonder Bread. So that's just so clever. Uh, but the bread gets toast because those whack MCs get dealt with by these masters of the ceremonies. Mr. Man, Most Deaf and Kuali. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. And no better way to end it, right? Yep. Nothing but love to Most Deaf or as Yasin Bayezi likes to be called. Nothing but love to Talib Kuali. Nothing but love to Mr. Man. I hope he's well. I hope he's, you know, smashing it in life somewhere. No idea whether he is or not. Nothing but love to all the BRL fans. And nothing but love to you, Alan. One. Peace. Got you looking good.